0: You have wonder what you would be able to do if you were the ultimate version of you, right? You would then have an easy time creating what you want, and yes, effortlessly enjoying life too. Now, you may know this already, the influence you have over your reality is far beyond what you've been told. Soon, you realize that your outer world is merely a mirror of your inner world, and we're here to connect the dots for you. Ladies and gentlemen, Welcome to God Mode. We will disclose powerful cheat codes for those of you who know you're ready to win or win bigger and to be the ultimate you because it's time. Presented by Upgrade, we are programmers of the human mind. And if you're here listening carefully, we will show you how to rewrite your codes that govern your reality. Till now, these cheat codes have been only offered to those who are privileged to be within the inner circle of the true masters. Now, enter God Mode. Welcome Welcome back. back.
1: Welcome back. I guess we all want to say it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's a good saying.
1: It is. It's a good saying. So, so far we've been doing a video with God Mode. Reception's been good. People like it.
2: Well, how could they not? (laughs) Three handsome dudes. Let's go. I love it. So let's, let's, this episode, let's talk about starting things keeping things going and ending things I'm it's down. a pattern
3: i'm down i got some questions on this because there's some things in my life that i know i haven't finished before in the past and those are patterns right they're programs that i'm unconsciously running and it's interesting to see them come back up in life so i'm sure some other people you know our listeners our viewers now probably have those same, similar problems um, where you begin one thing, maybe you're super motivated. And then I think that's where I can kind of feel the the same pattern. Like I get super motivated. And if I don't complete something, it's because I've lost motivation. Have I lost clarity? Was it not the right thing for me? There's plenty of other things. However, um, definitely interested to see, you know, your thoughts on this.
2: Yeah. It's uh, it's really important to talk about this actually, because a lot of people... They can be, I mean, really good at starting things, but not keeping it going or ending it, or they're really good at not starting things, but once it starts, they're really good at keeping it going, and or they may be able to keep things going that have been started by others, but they can't end things when it's needed, right? It could be a relationship, it could be a job that they try to quit for so long, but they couldn't, or or it could be an opportunity that's tied them down, but really no longer serve them, well, it used to, but no longer, right? So how do we decipher what is the right thing? And what's the best thing for the individual at any given time? Is it to start things? Is it to continue or is it to end things? And this is, this goes the same for relationships. Do people start a new relationship, continue Do do they end things? What's the best move? So I think this would be a worthwhile topic for, for people. Mm. I like that too. I remember when you and I
1: first started uh, working together on the upgrade ecosystem, I was confronted with a situation where I had just come out of the training and it was phenomenal. My entire perspective had been changed. And so then I kind of, without realizing it, I was like very much confronted with the decision. Now that I have all this information, what do I do? because I, I liked where I worked, but also I felt like I could do something more than that. But there was kind of a leaf of faith associated with that. It challenged some of my beliefs where it's like I always have to be gainfully employed. And it was cool, I was working at an awesome company, influencers, esports, like it was a good vibe. I liked what I was doing. But also I'm like, is this the time to like take this leap of faith? Because then if I, if I end that, I'm starting something new. And I kind of waffled for a second in the past, but then that moment where I made that change, everything, like just 180. It was a new, it wasn't even a new chapter. It was like a new book. I mean, in the past year, I look at the goals that I wrote down and where my mindset was this time last year, because we write out a hundred things where a hundred wants a hundred things that you want. And I remember like looking at it now, I was like, that's crazy. I was like, I hope I can get like, I want to buy like Apple watches for all my family. Like what, what are some of the wildest things you could like want to put down as one of your goals? I'm like, I want to get like, you know, things now I'm like, Oh, like I want like three, four yachts parked in different places. Like I want a house in every state. I want to be able to own like a winery in like Tuscany, like things that are just right now so much bigger compared to like the goals that I had before. And that stemmed from my willingness to, to end something and then to start something new. Because I also know people that will kind of stay in these positions for a long time. Cause that change, uh, it can be, uh, can seem scary or can seem not easy. And so, you know, I think this is a really good topic today.
2: Yeah, you know, I noticed that you were really good at once you started something or once something started to keep things going. So really, you just needed a little nudge to get things going, right? And so I think that everyone's different in terms of what is naturally the thing that they are, you know, inclined to do, whether it's starting or keeping things going or ending things. But I'd like to talk about why that happens um, a little bit. And then let's talk about what happens and then how we can utilize the different patterns and observe our existing patterns to optimize our lives. Although this seems like a simple topic, this is the cause of a lot of divorces, the cause of a lot of failed businesses, a lot of people not being able to close deals and sales, uh, a lot of times people never living the life they wanted, or even if they're in a good position, things are going well but they are not realizing what could even go, what could go even better. Mm -hmm. Um, There's, you know, maybe it's a fitness journey that someone never started that, but they got everything else dialed in, right? But they're living a life with a body that they're not super proud of. Um, Now, what's interesting is, look, we, we have... No judgment of whether people get divorced or stay in a relationship, quit a job, start a new business, get fit or not. We don't really, that's none of my business. What I'm interested in is holistically as a humanity, the human condition, can we improve it by understanding these patterns better so that all of us can work together. And, you know, I would say in some industries, some areas of the human civilization, we could start certain things. In some areas, we could actually end certain things. In some areas, we could actually continue certain things. right? Some of the prejudices and some of the um, things that has to do with you know, false perception of one another based on you know, different charis- characteristics or socioeconomic backgrounds, those things can end right? Mm -hmm. What what can be started? Well, new technology, new understanding of the human mind and and how to optimize the human race, how we can work together resolution of conflicts, conflicts can end, and a new beginning can start right. And then keeping those things going. By understanding these three faces. I think we can change a lot of things. I think we should Yeah.
3: I've always loved it, how you've been able to connect it to a larger macro purpose as well, because I remember when I was first training with you, and now that we have our clients experience the same things, the awareness of not finishing something, it goes much larger, right? If the individual micro can learn how to start something and then finish it as well, then it does get attached to the macro for all of us, right? Our higher purpose Then, as you said, maybe things changed for all of us. Um, and that's something that's been very cool working with new clients when they're like if they get excited to finish something right One thing gets accomplished the next thing gets accomplished. They're like, oh, maybe I could help my children do something like this Maybe I can help a friend or relative do something like this So I think it's super important for us all to really get this skill set down Knowing the precise and we teach us obviously in our trains, more specific strategies how to not only get yourself motivated how to elicitate your own motivation strategies, how to then continue on and put it in a formula so you can find evidence procedures, and then you just keep getting results over and over again.
2: Yeah, you know, I think that, uh, let's break it down one by one, yeah? Let's, let's talk about the having a hard time starting things and then having an easy time starting things. So um, you'll notice entrepreneurs in general have an easy time starting things. In general, not all of them, right? Um, and then it, it really, a lot of it has to do with their values, what's important to them, right? Some people have a hard time starting new things. They really like what's familiar to them, right? You may find that in certain, you know, sectors or certain um, roles in a family. Uh, you've, you've, we've all had that family member or friend who's super resistant to something new, whether it's moving to a new place or starting a new job, starting a new business, starting a new relationship, they're resistant to it because they don't like what's unfamiliar to them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One of the biggest breakthroughs is to be able to not just get rid of that fear of starting something new um, and, and that fear of the unknown, right? The ability to embrace starting something new, but not overdoing it. Because some people are too zealous in starting new things. They think that's the solution to everything. So in a relationship context, uh, for example, some people will be like, Oh, the problem is I just need to start a new relationship. Is that really the solution? And some people will say they think the grass is greener on the other side. But a lot of it has to do with they just want to start something new they think that's the solution and i'm not saying it's not right i'm saying is carefully evaluate is it really starting something new or is it you know externally or is it that you need to start something new internally and let go of some old patterns right and so and, and then on the flip side is it that you do need to start something new but you've been keeping yourself in the old place so you got to evaluate sp- By situation, by context, is it the best for me to be able to start something new or stay with where I'm at, Mm -hmm. right? So that pattern of beginning something new, um, I think it's very important for, you know, entrepreneurs or people that are leading, pioneering certain technology, certain concepts, certain ideas um, to be able to start. But then we get to being able to keep things going because some people are superbly good at starting new things. You've we've all met that person who starts a thousand new relationships but can't actually keep them going. Or people that start a new job but they can't keep going, can't keep performing, right? Or in sales, people build a new relationship with a client but they don't keep it going. That you know, those are all situations where, you know, people you know, they don't keep things going. Now, you've noticed also, it's it's not just values here, it's skill set. Because it takes a different set of skills to start a new business than to keep it going. Because hmm. business needs to evolve, people need to evolve. So in order for it to keep going, the individuals that are running the business need to evolve. It's just natural. And, and relationships are the same. If a spouse or, or boyfriend, girlfriend, or whatever is not evolving while the other is. Well, both parties needs to take a hard look and say, what's the purpose of not evolving? Or what's the purpose of the other person not evolving? We can't just blame the other person and say, that person's not evolving. Therefore I'm going to move on. But it's like, how do I keep things going? Because in life, like things are always going to be flowing. Not all parties are always going to be flowing the same way or the same direction or same intensity. So to be able to evaluate and say, hey, uh, how can I be flexible in my communication so that the other person will want to come with? Mm. We have a lot of clients that, you know, get trained and then they go home and they're like, oh my gosh, my partner, my spouse is not evolving. Well, that's not the problem. The problem is the person couldn't communicate in a way that gets their spouse incentivized motivated or their loved one excited to want to grow with them because think about it in all reality like in in the most realistic sense right why wouldn't people want to experience good things it's only if they think growth is attached to pain oh wow right if you think it's pleasurable who's not going to say yes right if you go home and you're like hey i got this excellent gift excellent pleasurable experience for you would you like i mean like let's say you go home you're like i hired a masseuse for you a spa day who's gonna say no it's like oh how nice that sounds terrible with a wonderful wonderful meal to follow your favorite food right would they say that sounds terrible or would they say well sign me up super into it see it's when people don't know how to pitch things right they can't get those around them to go with them And sometimes that could be caused by secondary gain of, hey, you know what? Maybe it's too good to be true that I can ascend. I need to create some pain unconsciously because many people believe in the hero's journey of they have to experience pain to grow, right? So if they're not experiencing pain, they're creating it unconsciously. So to keep things going, that could be an element of it, right? But also a lot of it has to do with skill set, the ability to communicate. So... Notice the, the macro perspective here is to start something. And look, I'm not saying that this is always the case, but based on our observations so far and, and our years of doing Upgrade and helping our thousands of people that we've worked with, a lot of times you'll notice if people are not starting things, it has to do with motivation, it has to do with um, value. But if they can't keep things going, sometimes it has to do of course with those same things too but has to do with their environment and their skills Mm. and then get check this out right and what about ending things let's say it's a relationship that's toxic for real like actually toxic not just like imaginary toxic there's a difference right and i'm not going to be here to tell you which one is which because now this is not the podcast for it um at least not this episode but let's say it's actually toxic whether it's you know romantic or work relationship or something else, if it's not a right fit for you, to be able to end things is very important because some people drag things on, right? They keep things dragged on for so long because of certain values they hold in their mind. Hmm. Yeah, and that's okay. But the thing is the ability to end things, like for example, let's say there's a business opportunity. It's really not serving the individual and it's just losing money and for a long time it's just like for example my dad had a business that was literally just wasting money for a while and it was not profitable for a while and he jumped into the business because he wanted to create a life that you know that's abundant and profitable but he didn't have the skills to keep it going And while he didn't have the skills to keep it going and the environment wasn't supportive of it, he didn't want to end it. So he kept losing money, right? Same thing in a relationship. People didn't have the skills. Now, does it mean that we always have to end things that are not going well? Oh, supplement skills. If you have the skills, you can actually fix things and not have to end it. It's a lack of skills and flexibility, skills, very important. And the environment can change. If you can increase skill and change environment, you don't have to end things. I mean, I'm not saying in every case, but a lot of times you don't have to end things. You can actually keep it going. So, but if you don't have the skills and the environment to support it, sometimes ending it is a good thing. And then giving yourself time to build that skill up.
1: So let me ask then what would the heuristic be? How would you? What would you then ask yourself if you're in the position of I'm evaluating whether or not I need to end something? or start something like, what would be some questions that you would ask yourself to determine that? Cause some people are like, well, I may need to maintain this uh, position in my company because I have these reasons behind it, you know, or I need to, uh, I may need to end this relationship because of these things, or I may need to, you know, how do you get an accurate assessment of whether something needs to be started or ending? What are some good questions that someone can ask themselves?
2: First off, it cannot be an emotional decision. Oh, um, good. Too many people quit things because of certain emotions. Like how many divorces or like people quitting their job or like get up and, and did something stupid simply because they're, they're emotional about it, right? And it's a negative emotion. Most people don't make the best decisions for themselves when they're in a negative state, first off. Second, if there's a negative emotion, there's something to learn from it, which we spent a ton of time talking about, Right. And if they have negative emotion, there's a learning that's hidden that's you know, because the emotion in and of itself is a message delivery mechanism. And if the message is un you know heated and processed and and actually learned from the experience, then oftentimes what happens is the problem could repeat itself. So even if they end things or not end things, it could repeat itself, right? But first off, if we do not make these decision whether to end things, start things, or whatever, in a negative state, then I think we're already in a good start. So the really good place to start is, if there's a negative emotion, we learn from it, we get rid of it, and then we put ourselves in a neutral or positive state, then we decide, should we start? Should we keep going? Should we end? I think that's a fantastic place to start, because if we're in a resourceful state, our mental processing power is in its optimal. Yeah,
3: too often we are thinking, as you said, can be overcome by our emotional state. And if it's non resourceful one, then yeah, our decision making is not going to be the best. I think some other skill sets that you teach very well. One of the first one is what you talked about is the familiar. If there is, and I'll say from my perspective, and other clients who've had similar learnings, um, when you realize the secondary gain of keeping something, Like the hero's journey, for example, like, oh, growth has to be painful. If you're unknowingly, unconsciously keeping that secondary game where my growth has to be tied to pain, hey, that's a skill set to begin to be aware of that, right? I can only grow if X happens, like the pain thing. And then also another skill set, as you were saying, when you gave the, you know, the store of your father with the business, right? I know many people who have a business who are kind of at that same level. They keep it going but it's just okay and they're like how do i get past this certain level and you talk about this in our very first training you got to raise your needs and your wants higher so where you're settling for you've made that your basic needs and you got to push past that so in our trainings in our entry-level trainings we talk about this how you can become aware of these things then obviously in our advanced level trainings we give more specific skill sets so when you start to raise your needs higher and you really push that that boundary higher, your secondary gains after you got in a more resourceful state, they start to disappear. And now you're gonna get faster results. Wow.
2: Yeah, the reason secondary gain happens is because there's something gained by not getting the results, right? That means something to gain, right? That means that, that something that you're gaining from not getting the result is actually greater in terms of pleasure, uh in terms of reward, in terms of how enticing it is compared to the reward itself. So you gotta make that reward or the goal bigger so the reward is significantly more appealing than the secondary gain. That's a long-term solution. And so if people, that, you know, if people don't start things because of whatever reason, but it's actually good for them to start, they probably wanna set goals that are bigger because that'll motivate them to start whatever it is. And if people have a hard time keeping things going, right? Well, keeping things going is simply a sign that they can actually, well, a lot of it, once again, is skills. A lot of it is environment because environment is very important to help you keep things going. If you go to a gym where all your friends, you know, that are there, right? Or or you literally are friends with these people, they're all super fit and, and you spend all your time with them. You are going to find yourself wanting to do better. Now of course if your self perception is like way way you know outside of that that world and you're like I'm really not fit to be around these people instead of not keeping it going you need to have the skills to remove that old perception of yourself and allow yourself to step into that new level of greatness. And then you can feel welcomed cuz no one can make you feel unwelcome except yourself really. Mm-hmm. And once you have that
3: kind of level of focus too it just feels so it, the resourceful state feels easier to do. Um, and the 21 day trainings we talk about, it. many of our clients have taken the hundred material wants, and the hundred experiences. Right. And you and I joked about this at breakfast the other day. You're like, how often do I spend my time that I'm not working or with my family looking at the things I want? Cause you were looking at the earth roamer. We, I love the earth roamer, right? Sweet vehicle that we're going to get one day. But, how much can you really entice and seduce your unconscious mind to that point where it's constantly thinking about the things you want? And if it's constantly thinking about things you want, you're in a resourceful state. If you have no more secondary gains, if you're aware because you got the skill set, that's when it becomes easy and effortless. That's when the true magic starts to really flow.
2: Yeah, I literally spend every spare minute, a second looking at stuff, thinking about stuff I want.
3: Yeah. People think it's a joke. It's not.
2: (laughs) Yeah. We're at breakfast. My wife's like, Hey, put away your phone. I'm like, I'm sorry. I can't help but want to look at this thing that I want. I was, I was looking at it too. Yeah. I mean, it's
1: pretty sick, but the thing too is like, it immediately bumps up against some people's, uh, perception of why they're doing that. Like it's the super like, like, oh gosh, is that materialistic? Or is it like, is your whole life wrapped up in the existence of like things that you want? It's like, no. But if you're currently not in a state consistently in someone's life that they're like eagerly like climbing, they're bringing wealth into their life easily and effortlessly, then you got some work to do. And so the way you do that is by, like you said, like seducing your unconscious mind with like, hey, how do you, how do you get like uh gains at the gym? You start with a lower weight. And so you have to start with something, you have to start somewhere. So it's like, well, I would like to have a yacht or I would like to have a million dollar earth roamer, which is it's like what 1.1 1. 1 million or something like there that. There
2: are two versions once like 800 some thousand once like starts at 1.9 million. Oh my gosh.
1: Which is cool. And it's like, who needs to put that money into a car? Well, it's like, it's not about the car. It's about the person that you then become as a byproduct of having that kind of thing in your life. Because if you're able to like have so much like wealth and gain in your life at that level, imagine how resourceful you are. Imagine how much good you can then do for the world. And the way... there could be this nobility where someone would be like, yes, like I want to change the world. And that alone is my only driving factor, which is awesome. I, I know some people like that. They also are inundated with a lot of conflicts. Like I know people, I've worked with people and their goal is to die with $0 in their bank account to change the world. And I think that that's a beautiful motive, but also you yourself kind of become a happier person. If you can figure out what motivates you and gets you excited so that you can then do that better, you yeah. know?
0: yeah
3: i would add to that too Just before you jump in is for someone who's never jumped into our training before this is brand new to you you're listening for the first time you're watching for the first time um think of how many things in your environment whether you're watching listening by choice or by not choice most of the time right are things that are negative that are things that you really don't want that are getting flushed at you Mm. right how many messages through TV programming, through social media on your phone, are things that are just not supporting the overall results in the environments of the values that you actually want to have, right? So you have a choice, right? Some people like to joke whether we live in a matrix or not. This is not that conversation about it. It's just about what kind of messages are all around you and what are you allowing to come into your perception of the world? William chooses to constantly flood his perception of the world with things he chooses to want and have. That's not a materialistic point of view. That's simply choosing how he views his world and how he collects his data. So if you're very new to this show, that would be my challenge for you right now is to begin to think about what kind of messages you're allowing your environment and how you can choose to have different ones.
2: Dang. Yeah. Jump into our 21 day challenge, which we called upgrade focus, right? Upgrade your focus. And I mean, that's a good place for you to start designing what you want and really understand why we have you do that. And and let's get this straight too materialistic, there may be a connotation, but here's the question. What's the connotation? Where did it come from and according to whom? <laughs> you want to break that down
1: first? Because that's fascinating.
2: Right? Because, okay, so first off, like, what does it really mean? It doesn't it mean that an overemphasize or emphasis on material things versus what? Hey, look, if anyone has a job, can they be called materialistic? Because how much time do you spend at your job Mm. just to make money? So is that materialistic? Because the same people, right, if offered an opportunity to make more with the same amount of time expenditure and energy expenditure, would they need to say no just to avoid not being materialistic? would you rather work to get paid less to avoid the label of being materialistic see if i was a unecological person who employs i would want you to think wanting more money is materialistic wow don't you think i want you to expect less money live a base minimal life because then i can keep more It's like a form of conditioning, like it's kind of a form of mind control.
1: I know that's kind of a loaded term, but if you think about it, you're conditioning someone's mind to hold a certain outlook, possibly for someone else, for that person's gain. It's kind of wild.
2: Interesting, right? Because, and then according to whom is materialistic bad? Because we live in a world that is physical and yes, as much as like if you were to study spiritual things and different things, there are a lot of, prove or, or a lot of ways to theorize, um, the existence of other realms. And, you know, we're, we're, we're supporters of, you know, studying and learning what's beyond the physical. Um, however, let's just assume for a moment, what we see is what we get. We live in a physical material world. So being materialistic is literally just being in this world. (laughs) So... If you don't want to be materialistic, then, you know, don't eat, because eating is materialistic, right? Paying for water, using the bathroom is materialistic. On the flip side, though, if we strip materialistic from its connotation given by who knows who, right? All of a sudden, you begin to realize, wait a second, material, physical material, or material material, physicality the, the world that we live in this is actually a great way to gather data because as we interact with the physical world what we are able to collect back in the physical form whether it's money wealth or any other physical possessions or relationships that are physical uh and I don't mean like physical relationships I mean like things that are represented in the physical that you have relationship with And if you were to think about all those things, it's actually a data or a piece of data or or a pattern of data, right? Essentially, a pattern of behavior that you create. So really, simply put, material things are a great way to measure your interaction with the physical world and how you interact with it, your quality and quantity of interaction. So if you can interact in a very efficient way, the, the material reward is literally the material reward. And therefore, how does it make you feel to be able to eat that food that you really want versus going for something significantly cheaper that's low quality? We cannot argue that some really nice premium food that nourishes your body and your mind and makes you feel really good and healthy sometimes costs more. We cannot argue that if you want a little bit more space for your family for you know for you to be able to relax and and enjoy you know nature sometimes it costs more to purchase those that space that environment. We cannot argue that by having more knowledge, wisdom, skills, you will naturally be be i mean of course if you apply it you'll naturally be rewarded with more physical material things so does that mean we shouldn't pursue all the good things simply to avoid you know material reward
3: and how many people to tie back to the beginning of our whole conversation about starting continuing and stopping things how many people will get held up by not finishing things or continue things because of their belief about materialistic things yes like oh i shouldn't be continuing this because i've hit my certain plateau i don't need that vacation i don't need that car i don't need that vehicle whatever it is right this is not about the specific thing but are you getting held up by not finishing or completing things because you have a certain belief about material items that is connected to it and that's getting tied to the program and as you said too we have a lot of clients who actually feel like they're more connected spiritually to themselves because they've been able to master you know the external elements better.
2: You know, I will say this too. Along with that, one of the biggest you know patterns that I've seen over the years is that the group of people that fail to start, continue, and or end things, the group of people that fail to achieve their goals, tend in the physical tend to be the one that accuse others of being materialistic. That is fascinating because if they can't achieve it. But other people are doing it they're achieving it they're receiving the material rewards then instead of saying that they could also do it right because someone else no smarter than them is achieving these material goals instead of saying oh you know i should aspire to do better improve my skills and effortlessness in acquiring physical you know material success and or physical resources I'm just going to say these people are materialistic. Therefore I don't have to improve myself.
1: Isn't that like the analogy of like the crabs where it's like, uh, crabs will, what was How was it? You told They'll the story? pull.
3: yeah. One right? crab tries to get out of the bucket. The rest of the crabs will pull them down.
1: Yeah. Something like misery loves company. So then the inverse of that is success loves being around other people that are successful. And so it's like, which bucket are you in?
2: Ooh, yes. Yes. So true. I think that a lot of times it's not that there's anything wrong with being materialistic. In fact, I think the people that are truly abundant understand that when there's more abundance, right? When other people have more abundance, everyone becomes more abundance. It's a a chess game that anyone who plays wins instead of not playing. Not playing, just no, there's no rent winning there, right? So when people say, I don't want to be materialistic, is that too materialistic? Well, first of all, who cares? (laughs) That's good, that's, yeah. Like, I mean, I remember uh, having this conversation with my family, I'm like, hey, you know, you guys want to come visit over here? And my my mom um, was like, the airfare ticket's going to be too much. I'm like, so you'd rather not pay the airfare ticket? And and, like, you'd rather not see your grandkids than pay for the airfare. Hmm. Because sometimes that's what money causes people to not be able to do, right? And then she's like, well, no, I want to see my grandkids. I'm like, then we'll buy the airfare ticket. Yeah. Right? She's like, well, but please put me in the economy so that you can save money. It's a long flight. I'm like, so that you can be here in pain, right? Cause long 17, 18 hour flight in economy, back pain every time for her. I've seen, I mean, all the listeners were all healthy and safe, but I observed my mother having back pain every time she arrived in mm. the past when I could only pay for economy. Back in the day, right? So what happens? Back pain. And then she couldn't do anything with the grandkids. I end up having to take care of her and take time off of work. Wow. You think it's worth it? That's what not being materialistic sounds like, looks like, feels like. Instead, I'm like, mom, fly first class. You can lay all the way down, right? Sleep on the way here. That's different. She arrives refreshed, arrives feeling good, immediately engage. So there's a big difference when, when you have the material things versus not. Suffering, there is no honor in suffering. Although in the time, I mean, in the old days, right, there's a saying. The saying goes, essentially, there's honor and, and, and pleasure in that pain of suffering because it's an honorable thing, right? It's the hero's journey. We've all heard about it. We see it in all the movies, I'm not saying it's not a real journey, but a lot of it is artificially created by self. It's artificially
3: created by self. And it's also something that's glorified, as you said, nowadays, it's glorified yeah. in the movies. Um, we also think that it might be the only way. And it's not the only way. We're starting to be slowly become aware of it that hey, as you said earlier, like, hey, if I came home and if I offered you your favorite meal along with massage, and, and you thought that was growth, would you do it? Yeah. And growth can be that way. It can be pleasurable. Um, I think that's the true abundance mindset that a lot of our clients experience once they go through upgrade. Even our highest level clients who have been through our most elite trainings, sometimes when they're having a problem, you and I will usually ask them, hey, how often are you looking at your 90 year goals? How often are you actually rewarding yourself with the things you said you were going to reward yourself with? Because this is not about material things. It's about living in that abundance mindset for yourself, the individual, the micro, and then that naturally goes out into the the macro and it gets multiplied.
2: Every time there's a pleasurable moment or a reward, there's dopamine, right? It's a hit. I mean, how much pleasure can you endure? See, let me ask you this. For those who are watching, right, or listening, you'll notice, let's say this phone right here, you know, the new iPhone, 14 Pro Max or whatever the model is, um, the highest spec iPhone that currently can be purchased. And um, let's say I got the phone today. Let's say I got the phone today. Would I want to install an old iOS, an old operating system from 2007? First off, it may, may not work. But if, I, if it works somehow, it's gonna, feel like suffer- it's gonna feel like suffering. Because remember the old like, icons, the old system and how clunky things. <laughs> That's so goofy. It was good back then compared to what was available. But like, if you compare it to now, it's terrible. Like you, couldn't, like you wouldn't be very efficient. Most of the apps that are available now won't run on the first iOS, won't run on the very first operating system that was built for the iPhone. Why am I bringing this up? Now, let's say I want to upgrade that. Would I want to gradually upgrade it to the next OS like from 2008 and then 2009? Why wouldn't I want to upgrade it to the most late, the latest, right? The one that just came out like this week or something. Why wouldn't I? Because the hero's journey. See, too many people knowing in the back of their mind or maybe even it's obvious as obvious as is like right in front of them that there is an availability and ability to upgrade to the most the highest level the most efficient most effective most magnificent version most powerful most influential version of themselves they choose not to because they're like well i'm supposed to suffer it's like downloading the first iOS the uh, the first operating system that was available in 2007 on your latest hardware because you have the latest, the most powerful. I mean, the human mind, human body, this is a magnificent, super, super, super computer, right? But you're loading these operating systems that are unfortunately not the one that can allow you to be the best version of you, right? So oftentimes what people are missing isn't isn't really anything but the OS.
0: Wow.
1: You know, it's like in that context, it seems pretty obvious. Like, why would you get a brand new phone and put like an old operating system? Underutilization, there's no nobility in that. You're being silly. But also it's like, some people don't even know that that's available.
2: It's too materialistic to use the latest iOS.
1: <laughs> people are going to judge me if I have a convenient experience with my phone. That's you know, the best experience so far, right? It, by far. It's so funny, too. You look at, like, a, from, a, from a global standpoint right now, let's take the, uh, the continent of Africa specifically. So right now you're getting a lot of people that are having access to the Internet. Uh, for the first time, a lot of people are coming online. In fact, uh, it's something like 80% of smartphones in the world are Android. They're not iPhone, they're Android, which means that there's this gigantic uh, version of people coming online and skipping a bunch of steps. There was no nobility in like here in the States, we remember Uh, what it was like to not have a phone or to not have internet and uh, to not have that sort of thing. And then before that, people recall what it was like to not even have power in your house or to not have these sorts of things. And so again, step by step, we had to, as a society, those innovative, really cutting edge first world nations had to really like go through every single step, see the progression, and then there are other places that were able to observe that and then just make these gigantic leaps where they didn't have to go through the nobility of, you know, they're just like, why would I, I don't need to develop that myself,
2: it's over there. I just want that, learn from that, bring that into your life. You know what I mean? Somebody's gonna pioneer that, right? But then the rest of them don't have to pioneer on the same path. They don't have to experience the growth on the same path.
1: That's why your training is so valuable, frankly, because it's like all the stuff that you've studied over the last almost decade. You know, we have clients that come through all the time after the training and they're like, I am so thankful that I can just like sit down and you've done all the work, all the studying, all the mastery, so that you can filter out the things that aren't necessarily a good use of my time. Cause there are a lot of trainings out there. Some of them are very rah-rah and they're great, but also it's like, do they stick? Where's the sticking power? Where's the change? Are you casually looking at a trailer or did the software actually get downloaded, you know? And so that's where I think there's no nobility in just going throughout your life, kind of like guessing and taking shots in the dark. It's like, no, like just hit the bullseye for crying out loud. Yeah.
2: That's why we built Upgrade, right? To help you start a journey in the most easy and effortless way. And then along the way, as you keep it going, right, collect material rewards so that you can end all the things that no longer serve you. And keep going on the things that help you and never have to, well, look, anyone and everyone who goes to upgrade, they're going to experience an upgrade literally, right? So if you hold on to old stuff, these old programs are going to cause incoherence or, or conflict or different things. But if you let them go using the skills from the training, you're going to find yourself having more ease, more effortless, you know, success and and oftentimes, the reward that we talked about, right? That's materialistic. Although we can't guarantee or promise any of that, what I will say is there's a reason people keep referring us, you know, their friends and family.
3: Yeah. And I, I think one thing that you always talk about in this training is a choice for those who choose to do our training. This training is not for everyone, I will say that. Um, some people still
2: want to use iOS one. Yeah, exactly.
3: <laughs> I was, you, that's a perfect way of saying it. Some people want to hold on to the old beliefs, right? They really like the the old culture of like it's got to be suffering. It's got to be painful. And if that's the message and that's the way that you want to do it, all good. You know, there's other choices out there. Upgrade is simply saying that it doesn't have to be like that. And we have basically you've made it very precise of how it can be something that's installed nice and easy running the background. So a lot of our clients who have gotten massive success and other people who have asked them, like someone, for example, our partner, John Madsen, when they've asked them, how have you been able to go from 25,000 a month to revenue like over
2: 600?
3: Yeah. To over 600,000 plus per month revenue. You no, know, that isn't a 24 month span, right? So it's not overnight. However, it's still, how are you getting that kind of success? It's like, well, my operating system is now not one of suffering. It's now not one of I have to do X, Y, and Z, the pain to get there. And once you change that, now you can get along with some other skill sets too.
2: Yeah, when you get rid of pain, you also of a lot of unnecessary obligations that are imaginary, meaning we feel obligated to please other people. We feel obligated to be a certain way or, or to do things to please mom and dad or, or friends and family or, or people that don't even exist that are imaginary. It, it's authentically being able to be the best self It's not about being able to just sell better or live better or become more effective, but it's about being who you really are better and naturally collecting the success and rewards. And so, I mean, in the simplest words, um, I would say if you were to notice um, the whole reason that we exist is because, and look, Yes, Brady's right. I spent a lot of time mastering this material. But really, before I existed in this realm, in, in this training space, there were other people that have mastered their what they know. And I was very fortunate and blessed to have learned from these people and collected that and then built it into an operating system, Right. So now that you have an operating system, and we also made it into a graphical user interface so that you can actually experience the most modern version that's easy to use. Does it mean that old operating systems weren't awesome and weren't magnificent? No, like they function, many of them were incredibly important and useful. At the same time, can we make it easier? Like the kids nowadays can get on YouTube and they know exactly how to use it. Like my son at three years old, he knows how to watch YouTube. He knows how to like pick the channel or all that. He knows how to subscribe. He knows how to do all that stuff, right? But I remember when I was three, I didn't know any of that first off. Well, even when I was like four or five, I went to a computer class. I remember being so confused because it was just like command line practically. and and I'm like, what am I doing here? I don't understand any of this, right? It was coding, it was programming in order to use the computer, but my son now can just like swipe his finger on the iPad and it works. So what's the difference there? Is he necessarily smarter than me? I don't know. What I do know is he is using a significantly easier to use operating system that gives him access to more of the resources in software and hardware. So, what we propose here in Upgrade is not like, oh, we're gonna make you, you know, like this superhuman being. We're actually gonna give you things that may seem supernatural, but they're actually natural capabilities of your mind, but you just have not had the operating system to access it. And that will make things that much easier for you to start, whether starting a new relationship, starting a new business, starting a new anything. Um, and keeping it going or ending things that you need to end and being able to jump right in to upgrade so um, I think that's it for today looking forward to seeing you guys next time
0: see ya